At Ball State University, we're grateful for generous benefactors who enable us to transform the lives of our students and our graduates. Last month, we launched our latest capital campaign, our call to beneficence. During this fundraising effort, we will raise more than $350 million for our university. So far, we've raised more than $227 million, and our goal is to use these gifts to empower our students, to support our faculty and staff, and to enrich our community. Join me to learn more on Cardinal Compass Campus and Community Conversations. From the campus of Ball State University on Ball State PBS and Indiana Public Radio, this is Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, we welcome you as a learning partner from day one. Our students bring creativity and determination to each aspect of the learning experience, from the classroom to the community. At Ball State, we help students turn an emerging passion into an enduring purpose. Our beautiful campus, welcoming environment, immersive learning, and collaborative culture provide the ideal place for you to pursue your journey to a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Hello and welcome to Cardinal Compass. I'm Alex Almanza. And I'm Ryan Soraki. The Call to Beneficence is the first capital campaign held by the university in over a decade. And Libby Kleemeyer takes a look behind the scenes of how the Ball State Foundation is making this multi-million dollar fundraiser possible. Benny's calling and wants to talk about the new capital campaign here at Ball State, the first capital campaign in over seven years. It's a comprehensive campaign, so we're not raising money for just one specific project. It's every dollar that's given to Ball State in this period counts towards our campaign goal. The campaign is broken down into three different so, pillars. The first one, which is the biggest, ensuring student opportunity and success, then enriching the academic experience, and lastly, expanding our community and campus impact. We want students to be successful and actually graduate and go on to lead a fulfilling career and meaningful life. Our call to beneficence was announced to the public in October. During the launch, many alumni came out to share their stories, including Hollis Hughes, a 1965 graduate. What's been special about this place and what is still special is the integrity of the people that we hire to lead, develop, and to teach our young people. Everyone who comes on Ball State's campus makes an impact, Energy whether it was yesterday or 10 years ago. This campaign is here to help the future students fly. That's a really important partnership between alums and, and, and friends of the institution. Ball State is what it is today because in part, partly because of what all those people have done for Ball State over the years. This capital campaign will run until 2027. So far, Ball State has raised more than $225 million out of the $350 million goal. Libby Kleemeyer, Cardinal Compass. And joining us now is Mark Helmus, Chief Advancement Officer for the Ball State University Foundation. Mark, thank you for joining us today. Thanks yeah, for having me. Can you kind of break down exactly what a capital campaign is and how it kind of differs from ones we've seen in the past, such as one Ball State Day? Certainly, be happy to. <clears throat> so capital campaigns generally come in three varieties. You've got your annual campaign, which is a traditional operating type of campaign, what we need during a period of year uh, to help uh, the organization run. At Ball State, we tend to focus on two types of capital of campaigns. Capital campaign for projects, building a project, renovating a, a facility like we're doing right now in, in the old uh, science facility. And then a comprehensive campaign, which is the one that was announced just a couple of weeks ago, our call to beneficence. 
That's a campaign during a, a specified period of time during which all gifts to the university count toward the ultimate goal. And Mark, can you kind of explain to us a little bit why these campaigns are so few and far between? Definitely, it's been over 10 years since right. the last one. Can you kind of explain that for us? Certainly, be happy to. So the first campaign that Ball State held, held was in the early 1960s, and it built what is today known as the Emmons College and Community Auditorium, so Emmons Auditorium that most of you know. Uh, since that time, there have been seven other campaigns, other capital for projects like um, the uh, athletic facilities that were built a few years ago, the Shondell Center and things of that nature, as well as comprehensive campaigns. Those tend to last between five and ten years in duration, so they're fairly long endeavors. Donors to those campaigns can make multi-year commitments, usually five up to five years. So you can see five to ten year campaign period plus a five year payout period, it's, it's hard to have them right on top of each other. Generally speaking, institutions will schedule them so that when one concludes, another one is ramping up and starting. So since the 60s, we've had eight campaigns. So you can see it's a little more than one a decade we've been averaging. Yeah, of course. And uh, are you able to chime in, uh, President Mearns, on, on kind of this endeavor? Yeah, so this is distinguished from, as you were asking earlier, about one Ball State Day. That's a, right. a single day of giving. That also helps build towards the total in a single year, as Mark Correct. was saying. And then this is the culmination and extension over several years, and in our case, probably eight or ten year period. So we've, we've completed the leadership phase, what some people used to refer to as the silent phase, and now we're in the public phase, the next three, three and a half years. Gotcha. Well, and what's the process of designating funds to a particular cause? Um, a lot of thought goes behind it, and like you mentioned, um, the one that we had last time is, is kind of ending its phase and we're starting a brand new one. Right. Yeah, it's a great question. So any campaign like we're talking about here has a number of defined priorities. We've had, we have three pillars for our campaign that outline kind of the general areas of interest focusing on student success and opportunity, academic uh, in involvement and engagement through classrooms, and then our campus and community, which basically is the building and our uh, ex- uh, external efforts to engage with our campus or the community surrounding us. Um, in terms of the priorities within them, each of the deans and all of our leaders across campus identified those priorities. President Mearns and the former provost helped approve those, but even those change over time. New things get added as, as time progresses. We then talk with our donors and our prospects, people that might want to make, the, make support for the campaign, uh, ask them to consider these, and they, they look for their areas of interest, things that appeal to them, and then we have conversations with them about what they might want to do. Yeah. So that's the process. Yeah, so the donor uh, determines where he or she wants right. their gift to go. We establish some general, those three pillars, and then certain priorities under right. them to help guide the interests and passions of a particular donor. Oh, definitely. And Mark, you had experience with this at past universities such as Butler. How do you think, you know, how have you seen that transform the lives of students there? And how do you think that will kind of work for the students here at our campus at Ball State? Sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's obviously why we do these campaigns, right? Uh, it's for the students' uh, current and future. So I think a, a couple things. Obviously, uh, helping students that want to be at Ball State get here, right? Through financial support, through scholarships, through uh, uh, assistance while they're here. That's a real important distinction with this campaign. We're focusing a good bit of our resources on helping students succeed once they're here, not necessarily just getting them here. Um, and then the other pieces we've talked about, uh, adding value to your academic experience. The very thing that you two are doing here, having opportunities outside of the classroom, uh, as we call it here, immersive learning or experiential learning. And then lastly, building our facilities in our campus so that you and your, your fellow students can appreciate them, but also the Muncie and Greater Delaware County community can also take advantage of the resources that Ball State shares as a neighbor. 
and you've already seen some of those campus facilities as part of the leadership phase, you know, the Schumann Indoor Practice Facility, the Brown Family Outdoor Amphitheater. Those are just some of the tangible manifestations of the commitments and gifts that we've already received. Yeah, and like you said, it has a very, uh, it's a community impact as well. Right. Um, so, you know, talking about some of the blueprints, uh, it takes a lot of planning to put something like this together. Um, have you taken inspiration from any universities uh, kind of putting this together? I think really we've more drawn on the inspiration of our predecessors here at Ball State. Mm -hmm. I often say, and I said at the campaign launch event a couple of weeks ago, that what we're doing today is building on the foundation of our predecessors, including President Worthen and, and Pre President Gora. And we feel that even as we meet to, to work to meet or exceed the target of $350 million, we're also very mindful that we're, we're building an even stronger and larger foundation for the capital campaign that will follow us in the years to come. In the capital campaign approach, you targeted $350 million. What kind of inspired that and what, why is that different than a, you know, years past that didn't have an, such as an ambitious goal as $350 million? Right, so before we, or as we were beginning this process, we did a feasibility study with an external consultant. And based upon that feasibility study, uh, they recommended an internal working goal of $300 million. But as we worked through this leadership phase, by the time we got to the public launch a couple weeks ago, we were already over $225 million. So we decided to raise the goal uh, all the way to 350. And it's, and it's my hope that not only will we meet that goal, but that we'll exceed it. That's right. Yeah, and Mark, what was it uh, like kind of trying to meet that goal? You, like you said, you two are collaborating on, uh, on making this happen. Uh, what was your perspective on that? Right, and I, and I think uh, President Mearns outlined it, but I think what, what I think struck me uh, a few years ago is we were starting to uh, achieve fundraising results that we didn't expect possible. Uh, we were hitting numbers of the 30 to $40 million a year range, which had not been typical for Ball State. And we're beginning to see that as likely what will be our run rate or our, our average going forward. But it's not as simple as saying, if you do that every year, then this is what your total is going to be, because there are different things that happen, things come and go in terms of, of donors. But uh, yeah, I think that's been the, the biggest surprise in seeing, seeing that increase. So. Right. So just to give you a sense of the numbers, before we started this effort, on an annual basis, we would get 18 million, maybe 20 million in a good year. Right. Last year, because of the extraordinary generosity of our graduates and our benefactors, we received more than $58 million in new gifts and commitments in just that one year. That's what gives us confidence, as Mark says, that we're on a trajectory to exceed that goal of $350 million. Yeah, and uh, social media has changed a lot. Uh, technology has changed. In terms of outreach and getting the word out, um, what are some of the approaches that you're taking in terms of getting the message out there? Well, you can tell by my gray hair, I've done this for a little bit, and I was thinking <laughs> when I saw that that might be a question that uh, we don't use much direct mail anymore. We're not doing telemarketing anymore, and we have these things called com computers and the internet and the web, right? All of which have come about in the last 20 years. So, uh, but I, I think they've been uh, terrific uh, additions from things like um, uh, certainly One Ball State Day that we talked about before, crowdfunding, things of that nature that are terrific ways of bringing people in to perhaps make their early or first gifts, but also make very timely gifts when someone's motivated and I want to do something quickly because that story really caught my attention. Right. That's a wonderful way to do that. All right, Mark Helmholtz, thank you so much. Now, Ball State University has been fortunate to raise millions of dollars with the help of benefactors through capital campaigns in years past. Tara Konichny takes a look at the success of these past fundraisers.
The last capital campaign the university completed in 2011 called Ball State Bold under President Joanne Gora raised $210 million and spanned over 10 years, with the public phase being four years. It's definitely um, set a, a new tone and a new pace for what a campaign can do to transform an institution and we hope that that's what this campaign is doing as well. Of the $210 million, with more than 65,000 donors, money went to things like student scholarships, but more noticeably, renovations and additions across campus to enhance student experience. Uh, the Joe Angora uh, Student Rec and Wellness Facility that was moving forward at that period of time, so the donors at, for the BOLD campaign helped support um, our ability to build out what's just about 400,000 square feet the David Osley Museum of Art on campus was renovated from the Bold Campaign funds in 2013. Shortly after, Bob LaFrance arrived as director for the museum. In 2013, they essentially opened up two wings of the building. And those two wings, uh, basically one wing turned into works of art that had to do with Asia and Southeast Asia and Japan and China and these kinds of things. And the other direction, we had works of art from essentially the Americas, uh, including Central and South America. The current Call to Beneficence campaign has plans to do more renovations and additions to the museum with a total fundraising goal of $350 million. This next campaign, we're hoping to make the art museum a little more uh, accommodating to the community. The future of the Call to Beneficence campaign already has plans to do some renovations to current buildings, as well as making a new building. The campaign will fund the new Performing Arts Center, which will be in the village. Tara Konichny, Cardinal Compass. Joining us now is Jill Lacey. She's the president of the Lacey Foundation and a board member of the Ball State Foundation. Jill, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Now, Jill, can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're helping the university with this ambitious campaign? Sure. Well, I have a pleasure of being a 1992 graduate of Ball State University. I came here from Chicago um, because then the Human Performance Lab was brand new and I was an exercise science major thinking I was going to be a physical therapist. That was the goal. Um, and then I realized that you can major in college, and I mean that in a positive way. So the non-academic side of the, the, of the world. So student affairs. So I had changed my, well, I didn't change my major. I finished it and went to grad school in student affairs. So I've always been just capulated by what a university community has been. Um, and then I have the pleasure of serving on the Ball State Foundation, which is a great, great honor. And I love what everything the foundation can do for the university. And you have one other connection too, right? I do. I currently have a son who is a junior media major here at Ball State, and it's been wonderful to see Ball State through his eyes 30 plus years later, um, and it's just wonderful. It's just even more coming back and having him be a student here has just re-engaged my love for Ball State. Never, not that it wavered, but it's just so much more because Ball State has just grown um, in everything that it's done. Yeah, and having that connection uh, and even a background in fundraising, yeah. how have you used that to, uh, to further this capital campaign? Well, luckily for me, I run my family's foundation. So I get to see fundraising from the side of a funder. And therefore, I get to work with a lot of organizations and see how they fundraise and what's important to them. So as a funder, um, both personally and through the foundation, I can really use my dollars to help make Central Indiana, which is the geographical boundary of my foundation, a great place to work, play, stay, educate, and live uh, while we are here. 
So I find that working with the foundation really capulates what I can move forward. And, and, and her experience was very helpful to us. We yeah. recently were strategizing about a major uh, gift proposal to mm -hmm. a foundation here. And uh, we were wrestling with how to approach some of the, one of the delicate issues. And so Mark and I called, called Jill to say, what do you think about this? And we were able to uh, tap her insight to shape a, a critical component of that proposal. So she brings a lot of experience to the table that's very beneficial to all of us. Well, the university is really lucky to have you a part of this. Um, and we were talking with Mark in the last segment about one of the pillars of this capital campaign is community impact yes. and how you know that that's one of the main focuses. How, how have you kind of seen experience from running your family's foundation that you think will help you know, Ball State in that aspect, the community impact portion? Well, everything about our family foundation is community. That is truly why we were founded. We run an executive leadership series for Indianapolis, which is all about community issues. And we're on our 47th class right now. So the foundation is ingrained on how we can give back. We consider what we are able to do for the city and the state, our, our gift, our thank you for allowing us to be here and work here uh, for the last five generations now. So the community, particularly at Ball State, any university, whatever community you're living, that just needs to be a wonderful partnership. There needs to be seamless opportunities for the community and the university to work together. Yeah, and uh, I guess from your perspective, uh, why is it important to have that community aspect? Well, because our university plays such a pivotal role, mm -hmm. not just in the lives of our students and our graduates, and certainly that is a very important aspect of our mission, right. but we are committed to enhance the vitality of the region, the communities that we serve all across East Central Indiana. And as you know, that's really one of the central premise of this program, mm -hmm. is to talk about the relationship, the positive relationship that the university and the communities have, because we, by working together, we're better together. And it sounds like you're very enthusiastic to join uh, the board. So what inspired you to just kind of join and, and further the mission? Well, I was very humbled to be asked, but the greatest thing when you're asked to participate in a foundation is, is there a story to tell? Do you have a story as to why you personally give? Because that's the first and foremost component when you're on a foundation that is fundraising is you have to be able to give at whatever level is, is meaningful for you. Right. But what's that story behind the why? Why do you give? And Ball State's story for me has just grown so much over the years. It's such an easy sell. It's such an easy story about how, how Ball State is impactful. And the stories are different with whom you talk to. And that's great when you serve on the foundation. You're able to reach out to alums and friends of the university to find out what, what's compelling to them. And isn't that exciting? And it helps revigorate um, what they're thinking about the university. And it's a great way to, to tell the changes that have made. So it's all about being able to tell a story. Yeah, so we're in, I guess, the, I don't know, sixth or seventh year of, of this uh, comprehensive effort. Yeah. And I think we have had tens of thousands, more than 40,000 different individuals or institutions who've made a gift or a commitment to the campaign. Mm -hmm. More than 40,000. And as Jill suggests, each one of those individuals, each one of those institutions, large gift, mm -hmm. small gift, has a story, a story of beneficence, of the impact that the university has had on their lives and their lives of their families. Oh, absolutely, and that's a wonderful thing, and it's kind of nice to see the alumnus and everyone give back in such a way. And this kind of goes to both of you guys. This is a very ambitious campaign. We've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. What kind of obstacles do you guys envision, if there's any? The, the first obstacle, and really the biggest one, is just getting that meeting, just getting somebody to agree to have that conversation with you about what is happening. But past that, I don't visualize a lot of obstacles. As I said, we have a great story. We have yeah. a great, great story. And I think there are some, I wouldn't say obstacles so much as uncertainties. Mm -hmm. um, 
we know that people's capacity to give is often affected by their own economic situation or the broader economic situation. And so none of us know for certain what's going to happen in the economy over the next month or, or next uh, three years or more. So as Jill said, we're very confident that we have so many passionate and generous people who are associated with the university. But I think some of those factors outside of our control could prove to be a headwind. We just don't know. And uh, you know, $350 million, that's certainly no pocket change. Um, but uh, Mark kind of briefly touched on it. Where are the funds going to exactly? Um, any physical things that we'll see, or, or, or how's it going to affect students? I think you'll see a little bit of everything. On the physical end, you've already seen some of the great buildings and spaces that have been created with the new Performing Arts Center and the revitalization of the village. That will be a, a nice physical imprint, but I think there's so much more of what you might not see physically. So working on um, what are better strategic financial assistance programs for our students? And what are we doing to create those high impact learnings that are really important? So that's about recruiting and retaining faculty for our students. It's about study abroad programs, immersive learning, internships that really are gonna help our students one-on-one -on -one visualize what they could be doing in the future. And then the community impact, what we're doing with Muncie Schools is, is amazing and uh, very, very unique. So how we can work on that population and there's just so much more to see. All right, well, Joel, thank you so much. That's all the time that we have for this part of the discussion. Now, President Mearns, we want to give you the final minute for your reflection on today's conversation. Sure, Jill, thank you for all that you do for us. Alex and Ryan, thank you for this conversation and, give us, and giving us an opportunity to promote to a wider audience uh, what's happening with this campaign. You've heard me say, and many people have heard me say, as an institution, we emerged from the pandemic better and stronger. And now we're inviting others to participate in the upward trajectory of Ball State University. So we ask them to reflect on the impact that the university has had on them, on their lives, on their families, and the impact that their gift can have on the lives of so many more people for generations to come. Thank you. All right, thank you, President Mearns. I'm Alex Almanza. And I'm Ryan Sarabi. Make sure to join us next time for Cardinal Compass, Campus and Community Conversations. At Ball State University, our promise is simple, to empower the success of our students. Our students benefit from immersive learning, innovative academic programs, and state-of-the-art facilities. Ball State offers a distinctive yet affordable educational experience and the ideal environment to prepare for a fulfilling career and a meaningful life. We inspire Cardinals to transform their communities, to revolutionize their industries, and to make a difference. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Cardinal Compass was produced at Ball State University by students of the College of Communication, Information, and Media at the studios of University Media Services. Cardinal Compass was produced by Grace Pinkowski, audio engineering by Sam Robson. Special thanks to Sean Ashcraft for production assistance, the Department of Media, University Media Services, Ball State Marketing Communication, and the Digital Corps.